Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Ion Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to Ion Foxborough. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels. We are at Gillette Stadium where we may have just witnessed the end of the Belichick era in Foxborough. Mark, what are you thinking, man? So we were looking out at the crowd today, and Chris pointed out to me that there was a Patriots fan in the stands, and his jersey said "Sadness" on the back. It's I uh, customized. I tweeted that out. It's gone gone a bit viral, and I, and I guess in a lot of ways that sort of sums it up. The Patriots lost seventeen to three to Trevor Simeon in the New York Jets. They finish uh, with a four and thirteen record. It is the most losses by a Patriots team since nineteen ninety two. The loss snaps a fifteen game winning streak against the Jets, and in what might have been Bill Belichick's last game as a head coach, his team performed pretty horribly. I'd say it's a it's a pretty poor way to go out. So, yeah, I'd say sadness is a, a good way to sum this game up, Chris. Um, sort of a similar story to what we've seen all year. The Patriots' defense played well. The Patriots' offense played horrible. Bailey Zappi threw two interceptions somehow on the same drive. The Patriots' offense had one third-down conversion. Um they were, I would just say, horrible, horrible, horrible. You could say, Mark, it snowed. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, it snowed. But, I mean, the New York Jets, it snowed for them, too. They had Trevor Simeon, their third-string quarterback, in, and they still scored 17 points. So, at the end of the day, it felt to me like the Patriots gave up. Um, a sad way for Bill Belichick to go. But, Chris, I have to say, I, I think this loss, we were talking about this walking downstairs here in Gillette, I, I think this loss almost guarantees that Bill Belichick will not be back. Yeah, and just a quick snow aside, like, you can blame the snow. Last time there was a snow game at Gillette Stadium was 2009. Do you want to know what Tom Brady's stat line was from that game? I want to know. He went 29 of 34 for 380 yards, six touchdowns, and zero interceptions in a 59-0 win over the Titans. He had more touchdown passes than incompletions. So while snow definitely complicates things, it doesn't mean your offense has to be this abysmal but i mean it's kind of like the patriots offense has been all year honestly this looked like the november patriots offense again where they couldn't do anything no there, there was really no change i mean bailey zappy took over and i think it maybe that jolted the patriots for a little bit they they beat the broncos they, they beat the steelers but at the end of the day i, I don't think bailey zappy is a starting caliber nfl quarterback i think we've seen that now yeah you know over the last whatever it is six seven weeks zappy you know again a, a tough game tough conditions but he threw an interception 
The Jets player tried to run it back. He fumbled. The Patriots recovered. Great, right? Well, two plays later, Zappi threw another interception. And, it, and right after that, Brees Hall took a took a handoff and ran 50 yards for a touchdown. One of the lasting images of this game was Brees Hall and several Jets players making snow angels in the end zone, which really brings us to this week because the big news now will be Monday. Uh, Bill Belichick is expected to meet with Robert Kraft. He said so himself. Sources told yep. me this last week that Bill and Robert will sit down. My understanding is the meeting isn't expected to be quick. Historically, the meeting has gone multiple days. I don't know if that means it'll end on Tuesday. It could end on Wednesday, but I'd like to think either Tuesday or Wednesday, we are going to learn what the conclusion of this meeting is. Now, I would say this, considering the Patriots finished this season four and 13, I don't think there is a shot that Bill Belichick is back. I do, however... I will say this. It's not a 0% chance because I think if Bill Belichick was to go to Robert and say, all right, this is everything I did wrong. I will succeed power. You can hire whatever it is, John Robertson or Dave Ziegler as the GM. Bill O'Brien will have say in his offensive staff. Robert, I'm going to get down on one knee. I want to finish here. I appreciate you. I think there is a chance Robert will stick with Bill Belichick. Um, however, Chris, I, I just I don't feel like that's going to happen. I don't think Bill Belichick will be fired. But for the people I talk to um, on this team, it seems like big, big changes are the expectation. Yeah, and I think if Robert wants to move on from Bill, that today made it a lot easier for him to do that. It'd be one thing if the Patriots came in today, you know, played well again, like even though down the stretch, like they haven't been winning a ton, they've been playing hard, they've been playing close games. Like this game was abysmal. Gillette was maybe 40% full, maybe, you know, and some of that's the snow. But again, when they were good, this place was always banged out for snowstorms and it was almost like an event, you know, where you have like 100%. Teddy Bruschi scoring the touchdown, everyone throwing snow into the air. And so there was no, like, we want Bill Chance, no, nothing, nothing like that. So I think that if Robert wants to move on, which I think he does too, I think today made it a lot easier for him. A hundred percent. And it, I have to say this, I, is this, is this the most interesting offseason we'll, we'll ever have? Because put it this way, the Patriots will probably be looking for a new coach, a new GM. They are now locked into pick number three. And they're going to have the second or third most cap space. They have over $100 million to spend in free agency. I'm I'm kind of excited for, for what's about to happen. But I do have this thought in my head, Chris. I want to throw this by you. Mistakes that Bill made over the last couple of years, I think mm -hmm. there are several that led us to this situation. For, for example, I think the, the, the obvious is the mistakes they made on the offensive end. I'll start with number one, the offensive line. Today marks the 10th different offensive line unit, starting unit in this 17-game season. That is crazy. Do you guys know the Patriots didn't start the same offensive line for four games in a row? They got three games in a row, and that happened one time. So think about it. They had the same offensive line unit starting three games in a row just once in the 2023 NFL season. I talked to a player in the locker room about some of the offensive line problems after this game, and he and he said, well, that tells the story. He also pointed the Patriots sort of being forced to use a lot of rookies and inexperienced players. Uh, I would, you know, shout out City So and Antonio Maffi for, for that. And Jake Andrews is another one who started today. But, Chris, when I look at what went wrong for Bill Belichick and the Patriots here, I, I start with the offense. And for me, I think the offensive line is one of the biggest things we've seen. His personnel decisions there have been poor. Last yeah. year, right tackle was probably the worst position on the team. They didn't upgrade it. They didn't draft a tackle, which was insane to me. And the only guys they signed were Riley Reef and Calvin Anderson. Riley Reef was demoted to guard in training camp, and Calvin Anderson has been out with an illness. 
So when I look at what went wrong with Bill, I say, number one, offensive line, he screwed it up. His quarterbacks got worse. And I think that's part of it. What else? You know, what else? Yeah, I mean, about? well, the tackle is it's great to point out because, you know, this isn't second guessing. This podcast is dropping on a Monday morning, but this isn't Monday morning quarterbacking no. because all offseason we were like, get a tackle. You need help a tackle. And he was still like he did what he did personnel wise and then was still so stubborn that he didn't move Mike on Wenu out there until we're halfway through the season here. And it's like, yeah. what, what are we doing? Like, it was obviously an issue from the jump at right tackle. You could have solved it sooner than you did, but for whatever reason, just had reservations about putting on one out there. It just doesn't make any sense. But I think the drafting as a whole is the biggest reason why the Patriots are where they are right now. It has just been bad for what less four years now where even they're like, so their one draft, the Ziegler draft, that's kind of revered is like, Oh, that was the good draft in that time frame, You know, that you had Mac yeah. in the first, you had yeah, Mac players. in the first round, right? You had Mac in the first round, who's now a third string quarterback, apparently, which we can get to later. Barmore, second round, legitimately a very good pick. Ronnie Perkins in the third round, who never played a snap here. And Ramondre in the fourth round, who I think we both think is a good offensive player, but has like 1,000 yard season in three. So, and then nobody beyond that. So, when that is like the good draft that everything else is held up against, you're having problems. And Tyquan Thornton was inactive today. That, so yeah. That ended his season. He finishes the year with 13 catches for 91 yards. So let's talk about this for a sec. So as Chris points out, the reason the bill will probably be let go in some form or fashion. Number one, I think offensive line personnel, a reason. The drafting, a reason. I think another reason is what Chris just said, the receiver position. Yeah. Tyquan Thornton. The Patriots traded up in the second round. They drafted Tyquan Thornton, who many pundits believed was a fourth or fifth round pick. They drafted him over George Pickens, who clearly has some issues, but George Pickens is also a thousand yard capable receiver. They also drafted him over Alec Pierce. And there's a kid in Green Bay, I believe his name is Romeo Dobbs, who went in the fourth round. All those receivers I just mentioned drafted after Taekwon, much better than Taekwon. But the way the Patriots built the receiver position, I think, has just been poor. There have been a lot of games we've watched, Chris, and I have to say, I'll admit this, other than the Giants, the Patriots have had worse receivers than every single team they've played this season. It's because they don't have a legit number one. They it's they messed so up bad. here. And, and it goes back to losing Jacoby Myers. They could have signed Jacoby Myers, who wanted to sign with the Patriots. Instead, they opted to give the contract three years, 30 million, whatever it was, to Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju was probably one of the worst freaking signings in the Belichick era. Then they have DeAndre Hopkins inside Gillette Stadium. He is there. He wants to sign with you. Well, they offered less guaranteed money than the Tennessee Titans. And at the time, I was told by a team source they didn't think they needed. They didn't think they needed DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins finished with over a thousand yards this season as well, folks. So look at the reasons why Bill Belichick will probably not be here. You go with the offensive line. You go to the drafting. And I think you go to the receiver position. I think Bill Belichick, in terms of his mindset and the way he built this team, they were so undermanned on offense. It just really came back to bite him. Yeah, Hopkins is a big one where he finished the season with 75 catches over a thousand yards, seven touchdowns and Gillette stadium video board, a little salt in the wound for the Patriots fans here today showed one of his touchdown catches today up there when they're doing the updates. And it's like, Oh, well, this offense can't get a first down. Hopkins has gone over a thousand yards, 75 catches in Tennessee with like mediocre quarterback play there too. It's not like he, you know, went to Josh Allen and suddenly was great. So you said his stat line was 75 catches for 1,057, seven touchdowns. So the leader in receptions for the Patriots in the 2023 season. You have one guess? Ezekiel Elliott. 51 receptions. And the leader in receiving yards is rookie Demario Douglas in 561 receiving yards. Guys, that's not good. Jacoby Myers, the last three years, historically finished between somewhere 
over 700 and over 800 yards three years in a row. Although Jacoby was not a number one receiver, a very steady, reliable guy, a good number two, as he has been in Las Vegas. I can look up his stats really quick. I actually have it right here. The NFL does this great job where they actually update season stats for teams. So Jacoby Myers, I don't, I think the Raiders are done, but Jacoby Myers at this moment, when I'm talking, has 71 catches for 807 yards and eight touchdowns. That is 15 touchdowns between DeAndre Hopkins and Jacoby Myers. I do not believe Patriots receivers have 15 touchdowns between them. So Devontae Parker finished today's game with one catch for six yards. And guess how many touchdowns he finished with this season? Uh, That would be none, Chris. Zero. That would be none. So Patriots receivers who had touchdowns this season. Kendrick Bourne with four, who missed half the season. Juju Smith-Schuster with one. And that's it. Yeah, Pop didn't have any either. No, so it is five. The the collection of Patriots receivers catching touchdowns, it is down to five. That is less than DeAndre Hopkins. That is less than Jacoby Myers. And that is a big reason why I think Bill Belichick will be let go. He he built this team like it was 2001 where defense can rule in the NFL and it doesn't, although offense has been down this year. I'd say you you need you need a good team around your quarterback. I don't care who the quarterback is. Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, you need a good offensive line. You need good weapons. And that's and that brings us to this offseason. I think this is an absolute major rebuild for whoever takes over the GM spot. Both your starting tackles, Trent Brown and Michael Leno up. You need a number one receiver. You need a franchise quarterback. Chris, I don't see them accomplishing that in one offseason. No, that's why I think you're looking at a multi-year rebuild. And shout out to Mike Giardi from Boston Sports Journal for being early on the stink, stank, stunk <laughs> in training camp. That turned into a bit. That was thrown in his face quite a bit. But turns out Giardi was totally right. Um, but yeah, I think you're looking at a multi-year rebuild here. And I mean, that's, I think that's one mistake that whether it's Bill or whoever, like the next GM is here could make is trying to do it all in one season and like overspend, like if the wide receiver market isn't moving the right way, don't give someone middle tier, like don't pay them like a number one that won't automatically make them a number one. Right. Davis. Right. Perfect example where like you need to attack this thing methodically um, and you're definitely going to have a chance to add an impact player in the draft because the Patriots are picking number three overall. So at that spot, you're either going to have a quarterback available, whether that's May Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. So you should be able to get a game changing offensive player in the first round, like should fall right into your lap. And then you go from there. So uh, our, our guy, Jeff Howe, had an interesting tweet after this game about who execs believe will be the top three picks in the draft. Um, according to his sources, Caleb Williams, number one, Drake May, number two, and they think candidates to number three will be Marvin Harrison Jr. And then the two tackles, Joe Alt and Olu Fashu- Fashanu. Now, can you imagine Patriots fans sitting there? Patriots are on the clock. The two top quarterbacks are off the board and the new GM selects tackle Joe Alt. I think you guys would probably have a cow. People would lose their minds. And I understand I... it don't hate doing that if you trade down if you trade if you want to take a tackle and someone's going to give you something stupid for the number three pick and maybe like honestly you probably want a quarterback and maybe your two quarterbacks are gone there if someone's going to give you insane like payment for marvin harrison jr and you just move down a few slots and take the tackle you're still addressing one of these needs that you need moving forward and you might set yourself up but that's a sort of like long-term vision that whoever is taking over here if someone's staying over here like needs to approach things with yeah yeah it, or i mean you could just take like the generational wide receiver too so but for those who don't know marvin harrison jr the son of marvin harrison who was a of course a big, gr- big a great, true a uh a great a, a great indianapolis <laughs> cult player you know it's 
Marvin Harrison, I don't I don't think he loved the Patriots. I think I would I would love to see Marvin Harrison Jr. in New England, but also The Patriots haven't had like a generational receiver probably since Randy Moss. I mean, a generational offensive player since Rob Gronkowski, certainly. But Marvin Harrison Jr. in New England next year would be fascinating. But in order for the Patriots to pull that off, what they would have to do is they'd have to sign a veteran quarterback. And at that point, you're looking at Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield or Russell Wilson, unless you really love someone like Gardner Minshew. That's that's tough to pull off. Um, If it was me, I would actually debate moving up. Um, trying to see if the Chicago Bears would willing would be willing to trade the top pick. They have Justin Fields, and there's been some mixed reporting out there on how they feel about Justin Fields. But in the event the Bears were willing to trade down, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad swap, right? You trade up to number one, you get whatever quarterback you want, and then the Bears get Marvin Harrison Jr. to put with Justin Fields. I would I would make the call is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth doing the due diligence. And let the record show, I'm not saying they should take a tackle at number three overall. No, that, was no. not, that was not my <laughs> point there. Uh, saying if they did move down but either way um i don't think i would trade up just because it's gonna it's gonna take so much ammo to do that even if it's just two spots um you know what else factors into this too is is lsu's Jaden daniels now we're sitting here talking about the draft in january and what i know about the nfl draft is things change so much during and after the nfl combine so around march when we potted the combine relentlessly um we'll have a much better idea who like the top five players could be. And I do think there's a chance that Jaden Daniels actually jumps up into the top three. And I'm not saying that because of his last name, which is also a joke I'll be making for the rest of the year. So get yourselves ready. But Albert Breer, who covers the NFL, had several NFL sources tell him there were teams out there who were putting Jaden Daniels over Drake May. I mean, so if it turns out with the NFL or NFL teams, evaluators, what have you think, hey, there are three potential you know, franchise quarterbacks in this draft in this draft, and you're sitting at three. I mean, that, that could work out perfectly. Yeah, things just change so quickly too. Like even in the national championship game, you know, Michael Penix Jr. and JJ McCarthy both have a chance to boost their stock significantly. And I think Penix did that in the semifinal. You know, the thing with him is just the injury risk is always going to be there, you know, but it's just how well does he play? Are you going to talk yourself into drafting him? Because he looked awesome in that CFP semifinal. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is stuff we'll you know, we'll, we'll talk about a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're it's talking about nauseum. And I guess maybe and maybe I should also say this about Bill Belichick. Um, I think it's also a moment of reflection for a lot of people right now because Bill Belichick brought six Super Bowl titles. It was a 20 year dynasty, which is unheard of in pro sports these days. What he did here in New England is really um, it's it's amazing. He'll be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He'll be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Um, but you know, a lot of good things come come to an end. And for Bill Belichick here in New England, it's it's come crashing down. But at the end of the day, you know how everyone should look at Bill Belichick is grateful for those for the people who are like us and you know have actually witnessed the Patriots winning Super Bowls. I mean, I kind of feel bad if you're like a 10-year-old kid because it's gonna be a long time maybe before you see the Patriots win another one. Yeah, and I mean those 20 years are incredible. That's what he should be remembered and will be remembered by. But I mean, you look at the last four years and you're like, OK, I see why they want to go in a different direction now. You know, yeah, the Patriots have, have you know, finished under 500 three out of four years now since Tom Brady left. And it's really the story. And I do think Bill Belichick will go elsewhere um, and we'll see, you know, who, where he goes. And hey, you know what? Maybe he goes to the Chargers who will be on the Patriots schedule next year. Chris, before we go, do, do you have a gold trophy for this horrible game you witnessed? Yeah, I do. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. I think there's only really like one to give out. So sucks. I'm taking it, but it's Christian Barmore. Yeah, that was <laughs> Finished with a career high 10 tackles, uh, two tackles for loss, hit Trevor Simeon, 
Um, I mean, he's, he's just come on so strong down the stretch here. And, you know, it was a totally like lost season in, in the standings, but it wasn't a lost season for guys like Barmore who, you know, specifically Barmore who took that step forward and like, he'd always flash that high ceiling, but you just needed to see it on a consistent basis. And he's shown that now. Um, I'll, I'll give one to Zeke Elliott. Uh, he finished the game with 54 rushing yards, averaged 4.2 carries. He admitted after the game, he's never played in the snow. And I love this quote, quote, when I was younger, I always wanted to play a game in the snow. Then I play a game in the snow and was like, that kind of sucked. Um, I, I appreciated Zeke's honesty. I'll say this for a rough season. Zeke was a pleasure to cover. I thought he had some solid moments with the Patriots and I'd like to see them bring him back. So you know what? Gold, gold trophy for Zeke. All right, there you go. Uh, it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks here. So, you know, keep following along and yeah, we'll catch you further on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live.